You're listening to A Mighty Love, the podcast for honest and witty love wisdom. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to a very special quarantine social distance episode of A Mighty Love. I am one of your co-hosts, Demetrius. I'm one of your co-hosts, Polly Ann Gail Seeks. Hey, virtual neighbor. We haven't recorded in a minute. I know. And this also marks the first time that we have recorded not in the same room. Yeah, that's true. We haven't not yeah. recorded together before. So that's interesting. Yeah, it's pretty weird because I'm like, because what I'm usually doing while we're talking is like I angle my microphone so that I'm looking at you so that when we're talking, it's not like me staring into nothing. And now I'm literally just staring into like a wall. <laughs> like, hey, how's it going? Wall. Have you seen these things? I mean, I, I guess it's because I have Facebook friends who are professors, but they've said that teaching into the zoom feels really weird because you're not yeah. looking at students faces so they've been putting like stuffed animals on their desks and like lecturing <laughs> to like their kids stuffed duck and like fun somehow this feels like more comforting really that's i mean that makes a lot of sense because it's sort of like the way i'm thinking of it what you said made me think of when they show like the behind the scenes of all those like blockbuster movies where they have somebody green screening, but then they'll have like a cutout of a face with a stick on it. So like, it's where the character's face would be. So people are like, oh, right, let me connect. Like that's where the Hulk's face would be when Mark Ruffalo is standing there. Like it's a stick that goes up seven feet. I mean, it makes sense from like a practical point of view that the person's like not like focusing their eyes weirdly or like yeah. turning their head where like the other character isn't. But I wonder if it also adds something to it feeling more realistic when they're like, sure, I'm just talking to like paper plate with a happy face drawn on it. But that feels less weird than talking to the air. Yeah, maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll do that next time. I'll have like a little like stick figure version of you just like above my computer or like <laughs> on my microphone. So I feel like I'm talking directly to you. Well, I am recording from a child's bedroom. And oh, so yeah. I hope, hope it's your child. <laughs> yeah. Well, yes. I'm looking actually at a Darth Vader figurine, so I could just pretend that's you. You're just standing kind of far away, holding a yeah. lightsaber, and otherwise pretty much like recording like normal. You know, that's actually what I'm doing right now, so that works out really well. I am cosplaying as Darth Vader. That's exactly oh, that makes sense. You know, like they say before, like an interview, you should practice like power stances so that yeah. you like come in more confident and assertive. But what is a less commonly known technique is to pose like an action figure during a podcast recording so people <laughs> can tell that you're ready for adventure. Yeah. I mean, Darth Vader is my power pose, like just standing there. Mm -hmm. yeah, big fan. Makes sense. <laughs> Uh, that would be something I would do. So today's, I guess, return from a very long hiatus is brought to you by the letter C for coronavirus. But I figured a lot of people have a lot more free time and now is a good time to record. But I think also like in these uncertain times, um, it'd be good to like talk about uh, maintaining relationships with distance. I think that people now more than ever like figuring out ways to connect uh and some people are probably having a harder time doing it than others but i thought it'd be good to just sort of like talk about that so here we are 
Yeah, here we are connecting. Yeah. I think one of the things that's hard about doing this is how much experience do you have doing this in the first place? Yes. Have you ever had to work remotely or have you ever tried to maintain a long distance friendship or relationship? Because if you have some experience, it feels a little bit less weird. But if almost all of your interactions have been face to face or nothing, this is probably extremely strange for you. Yeah. Yeah. It just even the technology part has probably been difficult for a lot of people to adapt to because I, in my day job, I had to be on video a ton. Like I, there was a period in my career where I was on video calls with like 50 people all the time and I was constantly on video. So I'm probably a little more comfortable than a lot of people are with video, right? It's just naturally like if I'm sitting in front of video all day, like I'm okay just like sitting in silence while somebody's watching me write notes, right? Yeah. Um, but like there's plenty of people who just aren't used to that or just feel a little weird about having somebody see into their home. That's one of the things for me though is hard to adjust to is like, I don't want my coworkers necessarily to see my apartment. Yeah. I, my friends are fine, like, but my coworkers, it's a little weird. So I can only imagine like other people. Yeah. I mean, some people live in the kind of apartment or the kind of house where you can set up a good space to like have the background be neutral or not showing things that you don't want to see. But some people don't really have that luxury. I'm pretty lucky that like in my workspace like there's a blank wall behind me and so as long as i like remember to move the vacuum you can't really see anything behind me <laughs> so i and you know honestly seeing a vacuum behind me probably doesn't send a very negative message yeah it's not the worst <laughs> yeah it's like very weird and like i have to you know my kid is doing distance learning as most children if not all are doing right now and so i have to sometimes take pictures or videos of him doing something especially because He's in kindergarten, so, you know, a lot of this stuff is like, you know, they're not going to ask him to write an essay or something. So I had, so I'm like taking pictures of him in my house and like that also feels very weird. Like it feels very intimate. Like the teachers are getting all these like pictures of like my drying rack in the background <laughs> or, you know, I, when I, like if I, if there's a way to do it, like I shut a door and have him stand in front of like, oh, just a door or something because that's pretty easy but even that's hard especially because he's so young and he moves around when he talks i'm like i don't know what they're seeing whatever i can't stress about it basically i've been like stay at home since i want to say the first week of march mm -hmm. and my comfort level and like effort of like getting on video calls whether through friends or through work has changed significantly so at first, I was like, well, like, my shirt's wrinkled. I was like, I don't want to be wrinkled in, like, my day-to-day -day life. I don't want to be wrinkled. Um, or I didn't. Now I just could give two fucks. Like, I'm like right. I don't care. Like, like, I might just be wearing the same shirt I was wearing yesterday. Like, who gives a shit? Like, yeah. But that first couple of weeks, I was like, well, you know, my boss is going to be on the screen. I'm like, oh, my friends are going to be there. And now I'm like, I'm going to wear the same sweater every time you see me. <laughs> like, I'm wearing the same fucking sweater. I've washed it, like, once. It's okay. I mean, it doesn't matter, right? You're not going yeah, exactly. anywhere. They can't smell you. They can't smell you. That's maybe that should just be the theme of 2020. Like wear whatever. They can't smell you. Yeah. That's, that's my new slogan. It's sure. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense.
<laughs> they can't smell you also sounds like maybe the title of like a thriller movie yeah it's well they did one for they had the a quiet place where it was like you can't let the monsters hear you and then bird box where you couldn't look at the monsters like you, you weren't supposed to open your eyes so like the natural extension is that they will get a third one where it's like you can't let people smell you so so you bathe um, constantly you know i might write that story i'm gonna steal it yeah go for it i'm sure you'll make a million dollars yep it's a smelly place that's the name of it no one steal my idea everyone who hears this right now but you've already patented it it's fine yeah yeah by the time you're hearing this i've already you know been getting some virtual calls from major studios sure this is going to be as big as like tiger king and it's going to be great what star do you think you want to attach to it uh <laughs> what middling star you know what demi moore oh classic that's yeah amazing. demi moore you know mostly because i was she came up earlier because I saw a commercial for Demi Lovato mm -hmm. and you know, there's only like two Demi's out there. So yeah. naturally Demi Moore comes up. Maybe you should get both of them. Uh, that would be great. Actually. I think that'd be great. It'd be like a young old, like a younger, older kind of play. Like, yeah, like a, yeah. Yeah. Like add some like depth in terms of experience and wisdom. <laughs> exactly. It's a lot of, a lot of layers to this. Yeah. This is, this is rock solid. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. No problem. One of the things this random tangent has has sort of led me to is that um, I think that I have enjoyed, like, despite all the like technical issues, by the way, if you're not using Zoom for meeting up with friends and family and whatnot, and you're using Google Meets, I believe, there is a Chrome plugin that lets you do a grid view like Zoom. So, you know, for you and also listeners. Uh, there's a Chrome plugin to do grid view and it was like a game changer because I tried joining a Google meets like the first one I did with my friends it was like the worst it was just constantly like one screen kept popping off popping off popping off whenever anyone talked so yeah but leading into that that has been cool that like people have you know through like five different channels adopted like doing video chats with friends I think that's one of the cooler things that's come out of yes. the pandemic it's really nice and that you know i mean people are more willing to do it because they have to but also people are like gaining more comfort with it which means yeah. you know i have friends who don't live anywhere near me and not many of them were super into keeping in touch via video chat or even phone calls but like now it's become more of a thing and like i'm hopeful that it can continue at least in some capacity passes like i guess that maybe that's a bigger question like do you think people are just going to default back to the way they were when the world kind of restabilizes or do you think this is going to leave an impression because i think i think there is some like more willingness or like the like the opening a door phenomenon where like people now that they're a little bit more used to it are more open to the idea than they would have been previously yeah, I think it's one of those things where you're right. Like there are people who are going to go back to the way things were like, there's probably people who are like, would just prefer not to have to do video calls at all. They're not my favorite, but like I do them and they're okay. And I'll probably be more open to doing them. If somebody was like, Hey, you want to catch up on like FaceTime as long as it was pre-scheduled. Um, yeah. 
but I think there's going to be some people who, you know, like they will be so happy when they don't have to do those anymore that they're never going to do them. And they're going to be like, I'm going to embrace being in the moment here. You know, like maybe that'll, they're either going to go one way where they like always put their phone down and never look at it and never like Instagram live or anything. And they like constantly just don't touch their phones. And there's going to be people who like, you know, why don't we do a FaceTime? Mm-hmm. You know, let's hang out. You know what's weird though? Uh, not weird because I'm okay with it. But um, I have not done one. I haven't done a video call with my family yet. And I'm like, I don't want to. <laughs> um, that's one thing. Like, I'm okay with doing friends. Like, I do not want to have to, like, troubleshoot. Like, I don't want to be, like, the IT help desk for my mom on a video chat. Like, I'm dreading that eventually happening. That makes me think of that Onion article, like, teaching mom to use email is a Sisyphean ordeal. <laughs> it is. Luckily, my dad is not tech savvy at all, but my mom understands FaceTime at least. So like I call her and then she goes and gets him. And then, but we've been doing that for a long time. I I think it's also different. Like if you have a kid and your parents live far away, you get more comfort with that because like they want to see your kid. And like when your kid is like way too little to like text or even a baby, like they can kind of understand interacting with a video of faces, but they're not going to like grasp the concept of talking on a phone at all yeah um i think that's the major difference is that like it's different if you're a parent and like your parents or the grandparents and they're like oh we want to see the baby then like of course you facetime but like the only thing i've gotten so far is you know i my aunt texted me to see how i was doing and she was like you know what's new with you and i was like oh i've been growing out my beard and she was like, send a picture. And I'm like, I can do that. I can send a single picture. Yeah, it is interesting. I think, like, the other thing that was weird is, like, my friend was like, oh, we should do, like, a catch-up, like, with our group of friends. And I'm like, okay. And so, like, one person was like, oh, I'm not feeling well. And we're like, oh, that's too bad. But then the next time someone was like, sorry, guys, I can't make it. I'm like, what? what are you busy doing? Like, you have somewhere you got to go. It's Saturday night at 9 p.m. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. What are you busy doing? I didn't ask because that's a rude question and like maybe legit had to do something important. But I was also just like, you can just say no thanks like a normal person. You know, that I've been thinking about that a lot. It's like we, so this is a new thing that we've all adopted and, you know, who lo- who knows how long it's going to last, but it's sort of a little bit more normal than it was before. But what we haven't done is like, I think everyone knows sometimes like, when someone you can tell like somebody just doesn't want to do a social outing and they have no real re- they just don't want to do it you know like whether they're like exhausted or they just like don't feel like socializing and there's like socially acceptable things they can say yeah where you're like oh okay either this is honestly true or it's a white lie but they don't feel like having the larger conversation of like what's going on you know right like I'm a little under the weather and it's like, well, you could just take the call from bed. Right. And it's like, yeah, we don't have the socially acceptable. Like, I don't want to attend this video chat. I'm just not in the mood to be on video right now. Yeah. Which is legit and fine. It's just sort of weird. Like, I'm like, Oh, you're busy doing what? Like, I'm like you, your job is like, we need to get this work done by midnight on Saturday. I don't think most of my friends have jobs like that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't certainly. One other thing that is, like, super weird is, oh, I saw a funny tweet about this, but, like, finding out who, how people you live with talk, like, their office speak. 
Oh yeah. Like listening to how people like do people use the annoying office catchphrases like oh let's circle back and like <laughs> things like that like do you like people hearing their spouse say all these like corny things and they're like oh my god you're one of them. I think I'm the one that's guilty of that. Like I feel like I say stuff like that just because it's like part of my <laughs> corporate culture is like yeah. yeah. Um I feel like we need to circle back with a smaller group to sort of really figure out what our next steps are. <laughs> I say that like 20 times a day. Or like, like touch base early next week and go from there. Like, I'm just talking gibberish. Like. Yeah, or like, ping me on Wednesday if you haven't heard from me by then. All that kind of stuff. It's funny. I I had to really get used to doing that. Like, my most recent job, I had to do way more calls than I've ever had to do before. And I had to do them, like, several calls every day. And that, like, really changes your lingo like your your virtual meeting lingo is very different than your like normal human face-to-face -face lingo yeah which is also bizarre yeah there's things i just would not say in real life but then i'm on a call and i'm like well, you know that's 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 that i'm like what am i saying like who am i right now yeah it's pretty weird yeah and then you just get a weird look from your cat like what are you doing like your cat judges you it's really a low point yeah. Have you had problems with your cat trying to join your uh, calls with work? No. If I have a work call, I don't know if just like our cat has figured out, like depending on where we're sitting mm -hmm. on the call, or maybe just my excitement. If I'm on a work call, he just like, I mean, he just does. He's not really like, he doesn't bother you too much. Like he's, he bothers you like one time a day and that time of day is when he wants to eat. And then he just sort of like lays down. But what he does do is if we're doing like a call with friends, mm -hmm. he'll like zoom around the house. Like he'll like run from like the door to the window and back just like, and he's not very like agile. Um, so he'll, like you could hear him like clump, like just completely running into stuff. And then like scrambling around on the floor. Yeah. And just like cartoon, like scrambling to pick up speed. Like it's absurd. But he doesn't like get on. I wish he would get on camera. He's very handsome. So. <laughs> um, yeah. He, maybe that's why, because he knows he's like super good looking. He's like, no thanks. I don't want everybody to see this. Yeah, my cat sometimes pokes her face up. Like she jumps into my lap and you can't really see her over the edge of my desk, but then she'll like poke her head up and look. And then people are like, oh my God, a cat. But I'm like, yeah, sorry. And I'm like, is it unprofessional to be stroking a cat in your lap during a video chat? I'm like, I don't know. Like, you know, Dr. Evil did it. Dr. Claw did it on Inspector Gadget. They are both bad guys. So I don't know if it like adds to your legitimacy or takes away from it. I wasn't sure. Um, I feel like it only makes you more legitimate or more menacing. And you should like either one is fine. To mm -hmm. be honest, you know, I would go for a more sincere. I'm hoping like me with a small animal is like, oh, he's so approachable. But I'll, I'll take menacing, honestly. Yeah, um, those are both good. I guess the thing is also like, are you always covered in animal hair now? Because that's like a separate thing where you're just like, you. I have lost like the will to even care about that anymore. <laughs> There's just uh, always a furball. That's who I'm maintaining a deep relationship with is my cat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say though that on just going back to what you said about like working in your home while your partner is also working has been interesting because mm -hmm. it's like 
when you're home with your partner, like if it's a Saturday and you're home with your partner and that's like not a day you work, you have a certain routine or even just like a frame of a routine, you know, like, oh, I wake up, I kiss him good morning, I, you know, coffee's made and all that kind of stuff. And it's interesting to be like in the middle of a meeting and then you could like see your partner, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Like they're, they're in the middle of a meeting and like you're both in your pajamas or something. It is uh, interesting to like sort of be in this time where you're like in the house all the time. Like I was not like I liked being in the house, but I didn't realize how much of a not homebody I actually was. Yeah. yeah. Like you've never had the opportunity to be home so much you don't want to be home anymore. Yeah. Even at the times where I've been home, like when I, I used to work from home, like three days a week at one point and I would get like summer Fridays. Mm-hmm. So like, I'd be home like three, like three days on top of the weekend. So I'd really be in the office like twice a week. And, and then I was like, wow, that's a lot. Like I'm home a lot. And now I'm like, Oh, <laughs> I would kill for two days in the office right now. Yeah. It's a lot. I mean, I'm, extremely extroverted and go out a lot so like the amount of time I spend at home just purely by accident when the world is normal is kind of a lot for me like I like to go out and do things a lot so like when this was first happening I was sincerely worried I was going to lose my mind like I'm like I'm not used to being at home this much at all and I might really lose it I've gotten more used to it it's still not my favorite like I'm anticipating like when it's totally safe to go out and about again, that I might be a little more comfortable being home a little more often, but like, I can't wait to get back out there. Like, I'm like, I'm, this is not for me. Yeah. Like there are people who like, oh, I have such a great job. It's remote. So I work at home. I work from home all the time. And I'm like, yikes, I, I can't ever imagine that being the most attractive option to me. (laughs) Yeah, well, I think it was today or like last night where maybe it was yesterday where Twitter, the company came out and said like you, their employees can work from home like forever now. Mm -hmm. And like, that sounds cool. Um, I would like the kind of job where I can do that. But like eventually when all this blows over and it's safe to like see people, Mm -hmm. it'd be cool if I like didn't have to do that. Because I'm, I'm like the opposite of you or, well, I'm not like completely the opposite where I'm mostly introverted. Like I like talking to people and there's like, if it was a, I like to think of it as a scale, like there's probably like a 10 extrovert and a negative 10 introvert. And I'm like a five, but like, yeah, even me, I'm like, oh, you know, I don't want to see people all the time. And I definitely don't want to be on the subway, but like, it'd be cool if I could like have friends over for dinner, you know, like yeah. that kind of stuff is cool. Um, but I do think that being able to still stay in contact with people has helped a lot. Yeah, especially if it's, you know, you have a drink over Zoom or whatever and you're, you're everybody's having a drink just like remotely and you're able to talk like that's been fun. Yeah, it is. It's also like nice, like, I find that I'm texting more with people, like people sort of boundaries around like, oh, I don't text during work and stuff have really become blurred because, like, what is working and not working when you work from home? So, like, I find that, like, people, like, you know, some people still, like, legit, they're like, no, I have to focus for an hour and I totally get it. But I'm finding, like, keeping up text conversations has been a lot easier, which has been kind of nice. Like, for the 
you know, for the people who are like, that's the preferred style of keeping in touch, it's like been a little bit easier in some ways. It's been kind of like a pleasant change. Whereas like some people seem to be exactly the same. And I don't know if that's because of the nature of their job or whatever, but it's like, I felt like in some ways it's, it's easier to keep in touch with people who I've always kept in touch with virtually, which is nice. Yeah. I think every, anyone who's able to like stay in touch with friends virtually is like, they, I feel incredibly fortunate that enough of my friends are like pushing for that, you know? Yeah. Cause I know it's difficult, especially if you like, if you are averse to it, it's sort of like, I don't know how people are coping who are like, I don't, like everyone to do video chats or whatever, like it's got to be pretty difficult. And like, especially if they're not texting friends, um, I'm way, I'm way more of a, like, I would prefer to get text messages. Like, I love that. Like, I like getting text messages. I like talking on text. I um, do too. I guess sometimes like the conversation gets really complicated and then it's like hard to reply via text. Oh yeah. That Like where you can like add all the nuance. I guess that's where you bring in like voice notes or something, which is also interesting um have you ever been in like a text chain where people do lots of voice notes or do you do voice notes or is that not a thing you do you know the only person that do voice notes was my youngest brother Mm -hmm. um he sent me like three voice notes back to back and i will confess to being an old i was like did he send me a music like did he send me a rap like (laughs) like, i was like what the fuck i've never seen that notification like because on iphones it shows up as just like a you know, like a little sound file. Mm-hmm. I'm like, did he send me like, I don't know what the fuck it was. Yeah. Um, no, mostly just like when people do communicate, it's just mostly texts and stuff. No voice notes, um, which is surprise. I would actually be in favor of that. Cause like, I always have headphones in at home. Mm-hmm. No, mostly texts. I feel like everyone's just gotten really good at like finding really good like gifts and short clips to communicate their overall feeling, which has been fun, you know, like, yeah. Um, I feel like people are getting really good at communicating through just like memes, surprisingly. I mean, some of the memes are absolutely terrible. Like mom, Facebook is like the worst thing on earth now. It's like 10 times worse. Yeah. But I feel like my friends have gotten better at like using memes. Like everyone's on their A game right now. Yeah, it's true. We're all flexing our muscles. I didn't used to do voice notes at all. And then I got onto like a WhatsApp chain with actually some twitter friends and uh, now i kind of come around to them they're nice like what i i guess i like about it is it's conversational style where like you're listening to someone the natural cadence of someone's voice and sort of them walking through what they want to say but it's also like text where there's not pressure to respond immediately like you can listen to the voice note and then like think about it and like the next day send one in response and like it's like a phone call way slowed down and spread out over time is kind of nice. Yeah. Like it's more intimate, but also still gives you some freedom. Like I could, what I used to like to do was like, I would listen to the voice note, like while I was doing like a coffee break at work. And then like later in the day, I would like, while I was like walking to go pick up my lunch and walk back, I would like record my own, um, and I guess it was also interesting because then it ended up like a lot of my voice notes had like ambient New York City street noise in the background, <laughs> um, which is funny. But I like doing that. I don't do it as much now because I'm just like 
glued to my phone and texting all the time, but it's kind of a nice way to keep in touch. I, I feel like it's underused in the U.S. Yeah, you know, I now that you mention it, I'm like, oh, maybe my mom would appreciate that. Thank you. So mom's going to get a voice note now. Is she going to get used to be like, why are you sending me music? <laughs> exactly. No, my mom is like more on point than me. She's like, oh, thank you for the voice note. Well, that'll be good. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm like the least... Uh, it's weird. I'm somehow like the most technologically savvy, but also the least technologically savvy. In what way are the least technologically savvy? So things like setting up, like recording a podcast, like I'm like, oh, this is simple. I can figure this out. Mm -hmm. um, and there's some stuff where I like purposely don't adopt it because I'm like, I just want to be a curmudgeon and be stubborn. Yeah. Like WhatsApp. So I just like turned off notifications for WhatsApp for a while. So like my friends were like, I was in like this super long group chat and I never I used to never respond because I never got notifications because I was like, oh, well, you know, mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know how to turn them back on and I don't want to look it up. Yeah. So, you know, I'm like one way or the other. Yeah, that makes sense. I had to, I ended up actually muting one of the threads on WhatsApp, but that was like a work thread and the biggest problem was half the people on it were in India. So like it was like pinging at one o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, no, this has to stop. Absolutely not. Yeah. Not convenient. I don't know what the, what the answer to that is. I'm like, I get why I'm on this chain that people want to keep me in the loop. But like, man, do I not want notifications while I'm sleeping? Yeah, no, that's, that's what would happen is like, it was a, it was, a, I have like one group chat. That's like a fantasy football league. And there's there were enough like dads with like youngish kids where like what are they gonna do? They woke up to feed the baby, but like send a stupid video, and it's like, bro, you're waking me up. <laughs> like, what are you doing? No. And before somebody says, oh, you could put your phone on do not disturb. I mean, sometimes I get really important texts at like one a.m. Like maybe something went down. Yeah, it's true. Very early in my relationship with my now ex-husband like maybe in the first year we were dating I was getting to know some of his friends and um one of his friends I'm now very close with but at the time I I love her she's great she's just she's like me she's like a little slow to warm up to people and like kind of tries to take her time to decide whether she trusts you and likes you and Anyway, I wasn't, like, offended by this. I could just kind of tell she was, like, sort of trying to make up her mind about me. And um, she got into a car accident in the middle of the night and called a bunch of our friends. And I was the only one who answered the phone because I'm the only one who keeps my phone on at night. Um, and so, like, I went and picked her up. And, like, that was that was how I, I won her over. Because <laughs> I'm a person who answers the phone at night. Oh, there you go. Yeah. But I also understand, you know, so I guess if those people in India had tried to call me in the middle of the night with an emergency, I would have not answered because I muted them and, <laughs> you know, shame on me for that, I guess. I don't know how much I, I can help them really at this point. So Probably not. There. <laughs> if it's a work emergency, it's not a real emergency. That's my motto. Mm, I think that's a pretty good motto. <laughs> Hopefully none of my coworkers listen to this podcast. <laughs> You get a voice note from your boss on WhatsApp saying you're fired and you don't see it yeah, for three exactly. weeks. <laughs> yeah. Oops. Sorry. Yikes. I didn't know I wasn't still employed. Um, that 
But on the other hand, one of the negatives, or not really, but like negative for me, one of the negatives of like everyone's connected is like now I like have to get on video for work and I'm like, I don't want to see any of you people. (laughs) Right. Like all my all my meetings were calls before and now they're video. And I'm like, why? I don't have yeah. to pretend I'm wearing clothes. Like, come on. We're none of us are wearing clothes. Why do I have to wear real clothes? Like, I'm not sure what this is adding for us when like normally we just do this on the phone anyway. Yeah. My mom works hundred percent remote, so nothing has changed for her at all. But some of her coworkers <laughs> did work in the office. They're not there now, obviously. And so also, her company just got bought a gun. Her company's been bought five times. It's a very long story. But anyway, the new people who are in charge, like, want a lot of, like, evidence of, like, people fulfilling the goals. So, like, one of the goals is, like, demonstrate your staying connected during this time. So then her boss was like, I'm sorry, we have to do a video chat to fulfill one of these goals. And my mom was like, God damn it. And, like, really angry. <laughs> she had a video chat with her boss. Um, cause my mom totally has her whole like working from home routine worked out. Like she like puts on her makeup while they're doing scrum. Like she's got a whole like routine worked out, but she's like, I am not available to chat on video right now because right now is normally when I'm like filling the bird feeder or whatever. So yeah, I just found that really funny. (laughs) Pro tip for anyone who needs to like dodge getting on video it, the the go-to excuse between the hours of like 11 30 and like 3 30 is like oh i didn't turn on video because i'm eating my lunch yep it's pretty That's, great yeah I'm, i've said that in three different meetings on the same day because none of the people are in the same meeting i'm like oh i you know i'm, I'm eating my lunch i didn't want to subject you guys to that i'm gonna go back on mute so i can finish eating yeah that's the way to do it mm-hmm Sorry to coworkers who I didn't put on video for if you're listening again. Yeah. I mean, I used to get annoyed where people would try to call me like randomly. Like they try to video call me at an unexpected time. They'd just be like, oh, let's just call real quick. And yeah. I'm like, Ugh. and like, I wouldn't purposely dodge it, but I also just felt like it was totally fine. Like if someone was calling me out of the blue. And I did not, you know, like, my hair looks crazy or, like, you know, my kid is yelling or something. I'm just like, eh. And then 20 minutes later, I'll be like, oh, sorry, I was getting coffee. What do you need? Like, <laughs> oh, sorry, I was getting coffee in my kitchen for 20 minutes. Totally legit excuse. That is a legit excuse, I think. Whenever I miss an IM, I'm like, what? Because w-? I'm just, like, not sitting in front of my computer. And I step, I'm like, what excuse can I use? Like, Oh, I was in the other room. <laughs> I was in the other room. The yeah. Room that's not the room I'm always in. It's also funny, like, how, I mean, like, people, when smoking was a lot more common, which I guess in some parts of the U.S. it still is, like, taking a smoke break was, like, a totally legit, normal thing to do during work to get five minutes. Yeah. Like, people who would quit smoking would hate losing that excuse to, like, get out of a conversation or like like dodge something or like to come back to something 10 minutes later but it's like honestly you want me to do something like and I do it 10 minutes later does it really make a difference like 90% of the time no and like if I feel like I need a break and I just want to like be away from you from 10 minutes shouldn't that be socially acceptable but it's very weird to not have a thing you're doing for 10 minutes like I just don't want to do it for 10 minutes it's not a normal response can you do this 
Yeah, I, I kind of wish that we, I think that everyone who, whether you were like working from home or dealing with like friends or family or anyone else who sort of like wants to remain in touch with you where you clearly have a lot more free time but you just like don't want to deal with it like we all just need like a safe word i guess for being like i do not want to deal with this right now like i know i have free time but i just don't feel like dealing with it like give yeah. me a breather there was one day like you know obviously i'm, I'm well not obviously but so far like all in all like things have been good but like there's at least like at least one day where i'm like i don't want to deal with anyone <laughs> like i literally just want to not communicate with humans in any way i'm super anxious this whole situation's anxious yeah and so i was like oh i'm like i had to send an email to my work and i was like oh i'm, I'm not feeling well and i'm like you know like i wish there was a way to be like I just like let's be real I just am like overwhelmed with life right now you know yeah well especially you know you and I are living in New York City right now which has been the epicenter of the disease and like especially at the time when we didn't really even understand it that well it was very scary and yeah. it's not weird at all that someone would be like sorry I'm completely overwhelmed with terror today it's not a good working day but it's like no one felt comfortable saying or doing that and that's sort of it, it's like an unfortunate thing like it's vulnerable to admit that but it's also like the least crazy thing you could say yeah and like I feel like people were sort of like not everybody sort of understood like yo sometimes you need a mental health day but I think now everybody sort of gets like yo you can be overwhelmed and like nothing is specifically happening to you you know right so yeah I hope that if nothing else like people start to understand like yeah you just need a mental health day yeah I think the other thing too is because at my job so many of the people I worked with are in different parts of the U.S. that well many people will be like oh how's it going you're in New York like is everything okay and like finally I just started saying I really don't want to talk about it yeah. and then people finally got there like oh this is stressful like I should stop asking but like that's like a thing it's like you don't always know what the thing you might be asking about or saying is like too much for someone and like during yeah. this time like what is even too much is not even obvious anymore yeah oh for sure yeah, and it's just like I I would encourage everybody to sort of like reach out to their like safety net, their social net, but also like be understanding when like like people just feel like they're trying to get a little distance, you know? Yeah. Yeah, because you never know like what's going to be overwhelming to a person, or maybe it's just like it's not one thing; it's just all the accumulated stress and like concern and fear and uncertainty. Like it could be like a Tuesday at like or Wednesday or whatever like it doesn't have to be like oh it's Sunday and I have to go to work tomorrow or oh it's Friday and like I can't hang out with friends it could be a completely random time yeah it's true it's like very unpredictable like when might be a moment when you're just feeling very not okay and yeah. just giving I feel like I've had to like learn how to give everyone a lot more space to not behave normally you know, like my kid, myself, where it's just like, well, the whole world is upside down and I don't feel good. And that has to be okay because 
it has to be okay. Like that, that, like I can be mad at myself that things are not okay, or I can just say it's not okay for completely normal reasons. And teaching myself to have that attitude with myself and with others has been like a challenge, but has gotten easier as I've gone. And I'm like, yeah, everything's weird. It's fine. Like, like things aren't okay. We don't have to keep pretending like things are okay. Yeah. I think that holds true. Even if you're like your partner too, like your romantic partner, like, Oh yeah. Gosh. Yeah. One thing that's often interesting to me is like in situations like this, that the dynamic can get like flipped or just really fundamentally changed between you and the person and the person you're in a relationship with where like maybe one of you is the one who wants to talk more and the other one is like the one who just wants to muscle through and like suddenly in this, like you find yourself in the reverse position or that like one of you tends to be more sensitive and like now the opposite is true. Like at least one thing that was interesting is like my best friend was talking about how she sort of tends to be more of the hypochondriac, but in this instance, she's less of the hypochondriac. And like, that was like a weird experience for her being like, Oh, now I'm the one who's less freaked out that we're all going to die for once. So that's a new experience for me. Yeah. It's as we all deal with like crazy, just like uncertainty. It's also, uh, I think it would benefit everybody to sort of get more, not maybe not get more comfortable, but like not expect that, you know, things are going to be the same, just even with your partners, like to your point, you know, you never know how like a crisis impacts people. Like, I think that's really what it is, is that for some people, it doesn't necessarily feel like a crisis. Like if you don't know anybody who has specifically gotten a diagnosis or has died, like it might not feel like a crisis. It might just feel like, oh, I have to stay in the house for like a really long time. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you never know how that's going to impact people. Like some people just get stir crazy and like, who would know that they would be a stir crazy person, right? Like if you always just went outside and like, social yeah Um, and I think that's part of it and like sometimes the best way to connect and stay connected with somebody is like to think of relationships as like rope and that a rope can hang you Mm -hmm. and a rope can and a rope can keep you connected even if you give it a little slack you know like you like let them go for a little bit yeah that's important that's an interesting metaphor I stole that metaphor by the way I stole that from a video game Oh, that's cool. I was just thinking about how in grad school, there's often a saying about how most PhD students are mentored, uh, which is that your advisor says, here's a length of rope. Call me if you accidentally hang yourself. <laughs> uh, that's incredible. That's, I would say that's a very accurate description of how I was mentored, except if I was like, hey, I think I hung myself, he'd be like, oh, well, I'm sure you'll figure it out. <laughs> Very hands off. Oh, very great. hands off. There you go. Yeah. But you are a doctor, so I am. So I earned it. Boy, oh boy. There you go. Do you find yourself doing weird, like virtual snooping, like getting into habits that normally you wouldn't, but because you have all this weird time to fill, you're like picking up stuff that like you normally wouldn't. Like I'm not a big Facebook stalker. Like I'm not usually into like what happened to that person and then looking them up because I'm too busy to give a shit. But like, I totally like snooped on my middle school boyfriend to find out what happened to him. Nothing interesting. It turns out, but like, I guess, do you have any weird habits you've picked up with your time? 
so I guess I always had this habit, but I just do it a lot more frequently is um, what I'll do is if somebody like somebody I follow on Twitter or somebody like retweet somebody, mm-hmm. I like will just deep dive into their stuff. So t- earlier today, somebody I fo- I'm not going to blow up their names, but somebody I follow on Twitter was like responding to somebody who is very much like, I don't know what to call them. They don't have a name yet, but they're like the anti-vaxxers of the whole like coronavirus. Yeah. You know? They're like coronavirus deniers, I guess, is a good way to put it. So they like responded to them like, this is like terrible. Like, why would you do this? And so like, I went down a rabbit hole into that person's Twitter and like just went through and it was like, who is... The person who was responding to the deniers? No, no, because I know who that is. But like the, the person who's like the coronavirus denier, I went down like, a, I went down a rabbit hole of just her tweets. Like I just read through all of them. Like... It was like watching a shitty movie. Like it was basically like I've run out of things to watch on Netflix. So now like I'll just deep dive into like some random terrible person's Twitter just to be like, oh, yes. Uh, I haven't had the chance to hate a person in real life, like in person in so long that like now I'll just do it. Like I'll find reasons to hate a random (laughs) actor. And I don't respond. I don't retweet. I don't like at them like, wow, you're a dum-dum. Yeah. But like sometimes I'll do that or like somebody like tweets something stupid about – Elon Musk and then like some like dork comes out to defend them defend him and then like I'll just go down the tweets of their rabbit hole and obviously like and then it becomes like a bingo of like okay this person's like an Mm anti-vaxxer that's that's like b43 and then like i28 is like they tweeted something that's vaguely like neo-nazi-ish and then like the free one is like the fact that they're on twitter and everyone on twitter is terrible including me and then like it just like goes down i'm like oh wow defends like you know uh like defends racist practices by the cops g g8 you know like it's just that's that's been my fun yeah where you're like or like you see something and you're like i mean maybe they're not a misogynist but probably that's where this is going and then you like go further and you're like oh yep definitely that's what this is about you know i have a really good one that everyone can take advantage of is it must have been last week uh for the record we're recording this on may 12th (laughs) last week some like like i want to say self-help with the hardiest of air quotes Mm -hmm. some one of those like masculinity guys like oh boy he was tweeting about mention lean in did you oh gosh i did this person's it was bonkers it was was nuts it was like literally like the first one that showed because like i obviously i like follow a bunch of people that like mock these kind of not cheryl stanberg lean in like try hard like literally like yeah you aren't standing perfectly 90 degrees to the ground then you are weak and women don't like you yeah that's exactly what it was and it, like his first picture was, um, I'm not going to say his name because he's, he does this kind of, he's obviously trolling. Yeah. But uh, the first picture he tweeted was like the guy from Game of Thrones, the mountain, Hapthor Bjornsson, mm-hmm. who's literally the world's strongest man. He like just set a record recently mm-hmm. and he was like standing at like an 85 degree or like, I don't know, 105. I'm bad. At like it. he's like <laughs> leaning towards. Yeah. He's leaning toward a woman because he's 6'8". And she's probably like five three. And you're trying to fit in a photo together. Yeah. And he's like, oh, don't lean in. He's not a strong man. And it's like, okay, sure, 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 kid. 
so I went through like because he tweeted like that and then like people retweeted him to mock him and like it was a big joke and you know and that's the end of that but like I went down a rabbit hole of just those tweets and like all the examples that he included it was insane he was like an insane person and he like retweets people who like make fun of him and like he's clearly just like trolling or like understands that it's a joke but like there's enough people who are gullible enough to buy into whatever he's selling. He's probably selling a book. And it was just, I spent like an hour at midnight going like, what the fuck is this? Just scrolling infinitely. It was great. Thank you for that. Whatever your name is. I've been following a lot of like Reddit AITA and Reddit relationships. And like, it's just gotten to the point where so many of them have been so insane that i like i feel like i'm like i don't even know how many of these are real anymore like are any of these real like some of these must be real but i'm like most of these have to be fake because some of them are just so insane i'm like there's no way that this person is that perfectly awful yeah there was the one that was incredible where like i hope it i, I wish it wasn't real but it definitely sounded the most realistic was the guy who uh, manipulated his wife into dating him and falling in love with him. Oh God. Yeah. I remember that. Like he, he yeah. went to extreme lengths according to this thing, which may or may not be true about like hiring an actor to be, to go on a date with the woman and break her heart. So she wouldn't try to see other people Yeah, sneaking his way into her life. Also, I was like watching the end of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend when that came on and I was like, man, this guy like really crazy ex-girlfriend is way into her life if this is true. But I don't know. It's just like this is pretty extreme. Like the amount of effort it takes is so is so much. I'm like, can this be true? I don't know. I mean, it was one of those things where I'm like, it sounds like there's some that just sound like ridiculous and they're clearly like so absurd that they're a joke and there's a few that are like this is a normal relationship and it could be completely fake yeah so it's like so mundane that it could be realistic but like there were these two in like pretty quick succession that were both about lasagna and then i was like <laughs> is like lasagna man a thing like um one of them the husband was writing into i think it was aita he was like wrote in and he asked his wife to make something that he had to bring to a potluck at work and she said yeah get it get one of the things out of the freezer and so he looked in that freezer and he was like mm, there's like a lot of stuff shoved in here and it's hard to grab stuff it's sort of like a tetris and everything's falling out i'll do i'll go look in the other freezer and he went and looked in the other freezer and was like oh a lasagna perfect and then took it to work and then it turned out it was like the last lasagna that the wife's dead grandmother had cooked like the grandmother cooked it and frozen it and given it to her and then died shortly thereafter and wife was like oh, wow. saving it for the one year anniversary of her death to eat it with her mom. And then like, jeez. well, I didn't know, but also I just don't think that that's that big of a deal. And also what if it went bad? So uh, I think I'm not the <laughs> asshole. And I'm like, no, you're, you're definitely the bad guy here. Like, even if it was kind of an accident, like the fact that you're acting like it's not a big deal makes you the asshole. But I'm also like, is this made up? This seems crazy. <laughs> Who is this person? Also, so it's specific. a potluck at work, and you ask your wife to cook something? Like, Jesus, just go get, like, a tr tray of wings from Hooters and call it a day. <laughs> like, why is this so hard? And then the other lasagna one was, like, this – it was, like, someone in college, she, like, made a big lasagna and was going to, like, portion it and eat it for lunch all week. 
and her boyfriend like ate it with her right after she made it and he's like could i take some home and she said sure and he took the whole thing <laughs> and then she like contacted him and was like hey did you take the whole lasagna i can't fight it and he's like yeah and then they still hadn't eaten the whole thing like he brought it home to his mom and dad and then they kept eating it after she asked for it and i'm like that's also insane so anyway these two lasagna stories in close proximity in time just make me think either every man is secretly a lasagna asshole or these are all made up and like lasagna is just like the thing you throw into a story to make people wonder if it's real or not i don't know i i truly have no clue but now i want lasagna and now i have a lasagna craving so yeah i i like after hearing about all these lasagna things like i would i would eat some lasagna right now <laughs> yeah so i guess I don't know how much you know about how much of these things on Reddit are true, but do you think like there's more trolling now than there used to be or more shit posting, or do you think it's the same? It's probably more because, you know, I think there was always like with any forum where you can be, you know, as anonymous as you would like, mm -hmm. there was probably always a certain level of like lying and, you know, fabrication or just embellishment. I think now that you know, if I post to, am I the asshole, mm -hmm. you will, you know, like inherently like Reddit is, has a popularity tool, right? Yeah. Like you upvote a post, it goes to the top. Your name has a certain level of like popularity associated with it. So there's always been lying, right? Like just people lie to be popular. It's not that crazy. But now you know that your posts can go viral because it can go viral on not just Reddit, but it can go viral across social media. Like it can go viral on Twitter and somebody's going to post it to Tumblr too, obviously, or whatever. I don't Does Tumblr still exist? Who knows? But it's going to make the rounds. It's going to go to Facebook. It's going to be in everybody's like group chat. And like, of course you're going to make up crazy. Like, of course more people are making up crazy shit. Like you're gonna be like, yeah, I can't wait to write this crazy story and it'll be a big lie. And ha ha ha. I mean, if nothing else, like, that's a that's the one good thing is like we all have this free time now where it's like even if it's a lie like sometimes a good story's worth it. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I guess it's a weird thing though, like to like write like. Did you see that thing about the woman who wrote the insane Harry Potter wedding thing that went viral, and then she's like, "Oh, I'm just a troll. I just made it up. It's not real." No, no, I haven't. She claims to have been doing this for years where she like crafts like totally insane things and puts them on Reddit or on places on the internet to try to get them to go viral. But this one supposedly was they so she had like sorted all of the guests into their houses at Hogwarts so people weren't even seated with their like plus one or family. They were just seated in whatever house she and her spouse had decided they should be seated in. And then not only were people mad about, like, not being able to sit with their spouse, but, like, many people were very angry about which house they were assigned to. And there was all this hilarious feedback on it. And, like, in the post, the woman's like, I'm a Ravenclaw, so, like, this came naturally to me. And my favorite comment on it was like, no offense, but if you would do this to your friends and family, you're definitely a Slytherin. <laughs> <laughs> So it ended up being a hoax? Yeah, the woman was like, it was a hoax. I just, like, found that, like, this was, like, the perfect mix of, like nerd and snobbery and like people would really like grasp onto this and be outraged like nerd yeah. snobbery wedding it was like she's like it ticks all the right boxes and i'm like it does it makes sense <laughs> it does yeah i think that's you know some of the stuff i read i'm like 
I really like some stuff you just want it to be fake and some things you want to be real. Yeah. And I think that, you know, it's weird how like people will consume those things and like eat it up and love it. And it's like a lot of words. A lot of them are like pretty lengthy. Yeah. And it's like if somebody was like, here's a really interesting short story on like a really fucked up relationship, people would be like, I don't want to read that. No. Yeah. So like some of the stuff it's like this is clearly fiction but it's so good like i wish this was like a short story yeah it's true it it is strange i mean i get and like i wonder too like if our fascination with this like in the absence of like normal face-to-face -face interaction like these things become a lot more interesting like totally diving into someone else's life or someone else's world is more exciting and interesting because we're not as exposed to other people's worlds as we typically are like, if someone at work was like, oh, man, I have to tell you this crazy thing about my wife and lasagna, I might be like, I don't really want to hear the story. But, like, you know, I'm not having those conversations. So now I'm like, yes, I want to read all about this. Yeah, man, I hadn't thought about that. Like, we don't have the space to have really just, like, mundane conversations with coworkers that we, like, have to entertain, you know? Yeah. Like, we don't, we just don't have the, like, oh, so what'd you do this weekend? Like, we, no, like, nothing. Um pretty much nothing so yeah so now like maybe they're just becoming more and more popular because people are like just tell me a mundane story about your relationship like i'm dying for boring water cooler chit chat <laughs> yeah yeah oh man there's not gonna be water coolers anymore that industry has died by the way oh has it no i don't know just <laughs> there's no offices to deliver water coolers oh it's a huge bummer uh, i mean i guess people get water delivered to their houses still i don't yeah, know i guess so but then what, who are you water cooler chanting with your dog? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe. have been seriously considering having a heart-to-heart -heart with, uh, with my cat. Like, oh, what'd you get up to today? Sleeping? That sounds cool. Mm, Mondays. Yeah. Working hard or hardly working. <laughs> and their cat's like, scrabble, scrabble, scrabble. <laughs> I have to go chase a shadow for 20 minutes. Yeah. I think I saw a light. I'm going to be perplexed by it for a very long time. Yeah. So I'm with my kid and you're with your spouse during this time. Has mm -hmm. it, have, do you feel like you've like learned more about her in this time? Not so much work habits, but just in general from like all of a sudden spending every second together. Or do you feel like, I don't know, I guess like, has your experience been like unusual or surprising or is it just sort of what, like what, what has sort of been your takeaway from this? I guess the only thing I really took away, most of it really is just work. Like I'd never really seen my wife at work like ever and so it's interesting to see her at work and she's like really good at her job so it's like one of those things where I'm like oh wow I feel I'm married to somebody who's like really I mean I always knew I was married to somebody highly competent but just to like see it on display is really cool for me mm -hmm. you know she works in such a like intense industry that I'm like oh wow this is my job is not intense <laughs> like I thought my job was intense but it's really not yeah um, yeah no I think Besides that and no, everything, I mean, cause we had been living together for a while and there was like, we always sort of reach an upper limit on like, we've been socializing too much. Like let's be home for a while. Mm -hmm. So we, you know, we spent a, a fair amount of time indoors. So there's nothing like too surprising. Mm -hmm. I guess what I've learned through like being home with her is that I enjoy cooking a lot more when I don't have to commute to work. That's one of those things where I'm like, when I first started dating her, I thought, you know, I used to cook a lot more and then I stopped and I was like, oh, you know, like maybe I'm just not like super into cooking anymore. 
I also realized that I am very like messy. I never put the, I never put anything in the same place twice, mm. which is a thing that I would always complain about our cat. Like he, my cat never shits in the same place twice. He's like never, he's the weirdest cat of all time. And I realized that I do the same thing, but like if I take out a pen to just write a note and I put it down and then I find it again in some weird place and I pick that pen up and I write something and I put it down again, it is not in the same place. And like, I never know where anything is. So like, it's, it's less about her. Like I didn't really learn anything new other than I really love being home with her so much, but no, I'm learning that I have like have really weird quirky habits that she never saw because she wasn't around me like during the day. So then you're like, where's my pen? And she's like, it could be anywhere. It's, it's it literally could be anywhere. She's like, did you check these three different places? You know, like I have a lot of like weird work quirks. I don't like to sit down when I'm working. Like I like to walk around a lot which I thought was normal, but like, I think it's just me. Have you learned anything different about like you considering like your quarantining with your child? And obviously you spend like, this probably is like the most time you spent with him since he was like a baby. Yeah. Cause you know, when he was five months, I started working again or I was still in school. So I was going to my office and writing every day. So I haven't spent this much time with him in a stretch like this yeah, since he was born. So it's a lot different from that. For example, we're no longer nursing. For example, he can use words um, and, you know, school. So it's a lot different in those ways. So like we're having a lot more conversations. Like it's nice to have this time. Like it used to be like, you know, I'd like come straight from work, pick him up from aftercare, go home, cook dinner really fast. And like, if I could do that really efficiently, we'd get like a solid hour between then and when we started needing to, he started needing to get ready for bed where we could just like hang out and like do homework or talk or read or whatever we do together. Like now it's like, I have so much more time to spend with him. And also like, he's so much older, but like, I'm really just blown away by like how much he has to say. And like, also how much his like sense of humor is like mine, but also sort of different where he does weird stuff just to get a reaction out of me. Um, He'll like put something weird on his head and wait to see until I notice it. And he'll be like, do you like my hat? And then start laughing. And like, that's (laughs) totally my sense of humor. And I'm like, it's so weird to see someone do that to you that you subconsciously taught them. That's been pretty cool. And also just like seeing how he engages with schoolwork, like he's pretty into it. Thank God. I feel so bad for these parents where they're trying to do the remote learning and their kid is not into it because I'm like, it's hard and he's into it. Like if he wasn't into it, it'd be rough. But he's very into it, which is great. But also like just his approach to stuff is really funny. Like I've noticed that he, I don't feel like he grasps the concept of coloring the way most kids seem to. Like some kids understand like, oh, it's fun. It's artistic. It's about making something beautiful. But he sort of treats it like a to-do task. Like, oh, this needs to be blue. Okay, it's blue, done. Like, you know, like it's it's a thing to accomplish. It's a box to check. And that's fine. Like, you know, like, I'm not like upset that he doesn't enjoy coloring. It's just like sort of funny to like see these little things about him where I'm like, oh, you're such a person, you know, like you have so many things about you now that are like interesting and unique and different from other people. That's kind of great. Like, I'm weirdly grateful for this time. I mean, like recently I got let go from my job because of contracts, blah, blah, blah. So like now it went from being extremely stressful trying to teach him all day to like, 
now I'm just sort of like teaching them and spending a lot of time and it's kind of nice. I mean, being unemployed sucks, but at least there's something to do, which is cool. And like getting exposure to like, what the fuck do kids even learn in kindergarten has also been fascinating. Like, I'm like, okay, now you have to do a dance about a poem and I have to record it. Okay, this is what we're doing today. It's, it's really bizarre. A dance about a poem. Yeah, yeah he had to make up a dance about a poem. Huh. It it's kind of a lot. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, I would be stumped. Like, I'm a fully grown adult, and I'd be like, "What the fuck?" The teacher, I I'll give this school a lot of credit. Like, the teacher made she's like the video. Like, you can just turn on and leave. So, like, if you turn on the video for the kid, the kid can just do the video for twenty minutes. So it's like a warm up, and then they do some stuff together, and then like she reads a poem and she makes up a dance to it and so he like watches that and does that with her and then she gives them a different poem and then they can do it and she sort of like gives them ideas but even so i'm like this is sort of complicated but i just i'm like i just have to lower the bar like whatever he does is fine and we're turning that in i mean i feel like that's just the motto of this whole period it's like whatever we do now is fine like you're doing your best. I've heard of some parents who are like basically treating their kids like feral animals. They're like, I'm just going to give you food and let you do whatever you want. and hope you don't bite me. <laughs> I probably would do the same. Like, yeah, the stories I'm hearing from friends is just like, yeah, like, especially like the ones that are young enough to still be sort of like not fully understanding what's going on, but old enough to be in like pre-K or whatever. They're just like, yeah, whatever, <laughs> whatever happens, happens. Yeah. Are you able to get enough outside time or are you still kind of going crazy feeling cooped up? Yeah, when I can. I try to. I'm also like, I think, pretty skittish about people. Yeah. And whenever I see a person that is not wearing a mask, I freak out quietly. I don't like freak out at them. But yeah, i I mean, we had to switch from like taking walks in a park to like taking walks and sidewalks just because it got so crowded and people are like, you know, I think everyone was doing pretty well with like stay indoors, you know, avoid people, etc. when the weather wasn't bad or the weather was bad rather. But now that the weather's getting a little better. People are sort of cavalier and their approaches to social distancing and wearing masks and whatnot. Yeah. Um, which, you know, not, not great. cool. Yeah. And, you know, the problem is, is that if you are the sort of person who just like disregards it, you either are like going to put yourself at risk or put others at risk. And like, if you put yourself at risk and then you get it and then you die, it's kind of like, oh, well, you didn't really learn your lesson. Right. And, like you're being a fucking asshole <laughs> and like putting others at risk. Like it's like New York Post put out and I think it was New York Post where Maybe it was, no, it was New York Times. There was this guy who owned a bar in, I want to say, Bay Ridge or something like that. And he was like a Trump guy and like very much was like, this whole thing is a hoax and went on a, what do you call those things? What old, old people do? A cruise. He went on a cruise. He went on a cruise in like April, got coronavirus and died. And it's kind of like, well, it's not like he's like, well, I learned my lesson and maybe social distancing isn't a good thing. It's like these people, like a lot of people just don't get it. Yeah. And there's like one of two ways to get it. And like people still aren't getting it, you know? Yeah, it's really nuts. I mean, yeah. I fully admit that like, you know, I live close to the cemetery and 
Like if we, you know, like if I'm walking with my kid and we get far enough away from everyone, I'm like, okay, we can take off our mask. Like if I can't even see any other people, I'm like, I think it's fine. But I'm like, if we see people, I'm like, we got to put them back on. And yeah. I think that's okay. Like if you're starting to approach someone, you're like, oh shit, a person you put on your mask, like probably fine. But like, I don't get these people who are super cavalier about it. I'm like, we're all supposed to do this. Like, can you just, yeah. can you please just cooperate? Yeah, I think the last time I was in the park and I was like, I don't want to do this anymore is when, like, one of the many times that a jogger was running by or jogging by. Yeah. Because they're a jogger, not a runner. And they did not have a mask on. And then they also, like, spit. Ew. And I was like, cool, 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 cool. All right. Gross. It was already gross like a year ago. Now it's really gross. Yeah, and you're like, great, just what I needed. It's just like, yeah, dude. So, um, but, you know, I think being able to just get out and just go where it's less populated is good. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I mean, you know, you got to get sunlight. Yeah. But, you know, I'm, I'm always like covered up. Um, I always look like I'm going to like rob a bank, which is, you know, like I'm always wearing like a baseball cap and like a mask and gloves. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go do a stick up <laughs> i mean that's the way to do it though i would encourage everyone to do this thing i think so yeah so i think this is sort of the thing that's keeping people like relatively sane during this period is being able to like have these conversations like yeah i mean we're not on video but yeah no but i think just you know even connecting to someone else to say isn't this crazy and have the other person go yes this is crazy yeah exactly really adds a lot for me at least it's just to to like acknowledge that this is so strange and like we're all just doing our best and like some days are just total shit and then you just have to start over tomorrow like i think i feel like my biggest lesson from this is just trying to give people a lot of space when things are tough and just let it be okay that there's going to be like fuck ups and weird moments and we just are going to accept that and keep going. Yeah. There's going to be fuck ups, but just keep going. is pretty. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Maybe that's the title of my autobiography. <laughs> I highly recommend it. Yeah. I have been, it is a running joke where if someone says something particularly in character, I say like, Oh, that's the title of your autobiography. Yeah. Um, my ex said at one time when I was like, pissed off about something at work and like someone complained to me and I was like, I don't care about your bullshit problems. And then he's like, that sounds like your autobiography. That's actually a pretty good one too. All right. I think I'll have to come up with my own. Yeah. I got to come up with a good one. That'll be my homework for the next podcast. Mm -hmm. yeah. Besides um, selling your, uh, your smell movie, which is going to be a hit. No doubt. <laughs> yeah. I got to start writing that. I mean, Shakespeare, you know, he wrote, I forget which one it is, but that was like the thing. Like, Oh, he wrote this. Like, listen, I'm not Shakespeare. He wouldn't have wrote that if he had a smartphone, is what I'm saying. Probably not. Yeah. So, thank you. And before we go, do you have something you love and or hate? Because I do. Uh, I have a thing I love. I oh. watched Unorthodox on Netflix recently. Ooh, yeah. It's really good. Yeah. It's, for if you're unfamiliar, it's a short series about a woman who leaves the Orthodox Jewish community in Williamsburg and sort of what happens to her. And it's a pretty interesting window into that community. And also it's sort of extraordinary to leave the only world you've known and try to do something else. And the acting is amazing, especially the main actress is so great. So I'd recommend that. 
I saw it and really liked it. My wife liked it so much that she bought the book that the... Oh, wow. Yeah, and it's supposed to be really good. I have not been reading anything during my um, hiatus from traveling into work. So can't recommend any books, but that book comes highly recommended. So the thing I love, so I'll be positive. Um, the thing I have loved lately has definitely been, I guess the thing I love the most is how everyone, this is going to be super cheesy, but how everyone sort of come together in varying degrees. And obviously it's not the same everywhere. Like there are some people who are truly not in the spirit of togetherness in their actions and what they do. And like, so there's some people who obviously like are not in the spirit of togetherness, but I have loved seeing how people have come together. Like just an example for my own personal life, um, a buddy of mine, we had friends who were pregnant and then delivered during this period. Oh, wow. And a friend of ours, like he has a car and he lives in Manhattan and they delivered in Manhattan. He was like shuttling them to and fro from the hospital. And then I also found out that this guy is like delivering food to like nurses who work in the city. Like, you know, like that's just a small scale. That's a good buddy of mine. Just the small level and just like the seven, every 7 p.m., like hearing everyone like, cheer and applaud nurses and healthcare professionals and like the way that people have acknowledged and tried to create space for people like something as small as like the supermarket saying like these are the hours where the elderly can come shop and like all of it humanly is like something i've really loved because the theme of this episode was obviously like how do you stay connected and i like when people like take the steps to be connected and do good as well like i love that so sometimes the clapping the best part of the day yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I try to listen for day to day, like how it changes, because for like a solid three weeks, it was the same, like clap. And then every once in a while, somebody brings out an air horn, mm-hmm. which is cool. Um, sometimes there's people banging pots. Oh, yeah. It's one of those things where I'm like, what's it going to be today? What's going to be the variation? One day somebody drove down uh, like the main avenue that I live on. Mm-hmm. And like they, there was like someone playing like loud music from a sound system at exactly 7 p.m. And I was like, oh shit. And it wasn't like, it was clearly like for the chant. Yeah. So yeah, that's always one of my highlights. It also like tells me like if I'm still working, like just stop working. Like it'll be there tomorrow. <laughs> like what are you doing? Yeah. One of my neighbors sometimes plays the harmonica. Oh, that's, that's adorable. Yeah. It's pretty cute. Um, but it's weird, like seeing all my neighbors' faces. I'm like, wow, I some of these people I've never seen before, but like now I see them every day, and like because they're leaning out of their windows, I see where they live, and I'm like, it's it's been a weird way of like acknowledging how close I live to so many people and who they are. Yeah. And I, my kid always makes fun of the one of the guys right across from us is almost always wearing pajama pants, but like once in a while he'll be wearing jeans. And he's like, look, he wore pants today. <laughs> you know, any day that somebody puts on pants is like an accomplishment. Oh, yeah, so. it's a big day. And on that note. Uh, on that note. Um, put on pants so or don't put on pants tomorrow. Oh, no. I I have not put on pants pants in so long. All I wear now are joggers or sweatpants or pajama pants. And that's it. Solid. Yeah, I'm not wearing jeans for at least 20 years from now. That's it. I'm giving up. Jeans suck. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, thank you 
for remote recording. Yeah, thank you. It's been nice. And let's do one again soon. Yeah, let's do it again soon. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for listening for real, because I can tell you're all still listening. Yeah. Um, And I appreciate that because (laughs) I am a classic creative in that, like, sometimes things just go on hiatus, man. You know, I'm like, hey, man, I'll record when I record. So thank you all for listening. I really do appreciate it. And stay safe, obviously. Yeah. In these uncertain times. No, thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. Stay safe. And, you know, stay connected. Text somebody you haven't texted in a while. Text your mom and or a mother figure in your life. If you didn't for Mother's Day, don't forget to do it now. Never too late. No. All right. Send a cool voice note. (laughs) Send a cool voice note, exactly. All right. Thank you all for listening and good luck out there. Bye. Bye.